The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the show. Here we go. Another week of football practice. And we Let's go. are bringing it to you live. I am here at the Star in the SWBC Mortgage Office of Derek Eagleton once again, joined by my co-hosts, Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly. <laughs> How are you fellas doing? I'm doing Good. great, man. Good. I'm excited. You say technicolor, you got color. You got me, Jesse, Kurt, <laughs> and you. Technicolor, baby. I'm geeked. <laughs> me, oh, me, and Nate, we are, me and Nate got original color. You got that spray tan color, though. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, we we got these suites set up for our, our podcast, for our show, since it looks like we might be doing them from home for a little bit. We got these nice, fancy microphones. Chris, you know, Chris Beam dropped them off to us. Beamster. We, we, got, uh, we got these nice little lights. And I turned my light on right before we came on the air, and I looked straight into it, and I still cannot see. <laughs> like, that thing is bright. And it's small. It's only like that big around. I am struggling right now. So, so much to talk about. First off, did y'all have a good weekend? How was y'all's weekend? <laughs> my weekend was nice. good. Can I turn on my light? Can I turn, can I turn on my light? <laughs> good thing you got that. <laughs> Nate's broadcasting oh. from a closet. In his house. <laughs> yes, sir. You better know it. How about yeah, you, Jess? How's Derek let you back in there? Well, he doesn't know I'm in here, so and he doesn't uh, know what's missing. He didn't take a very really <laughs> good inventory. So if y'all if y'all see something behind me that you like, um, if you see something over there that you want, let me know and I'll uh, I'll uh, might be able to borrow it permanently. So. Take all this, if he got any Q dog paraphernalia, take that out. You will see some. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you you do not mess with that stuff. You do not mess with that. Jess, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Had a great weekend. I'm happy. It's Monday. I got a little joy inside of me. Read yeah. a good word this morning, but when I got up and I'm I'm ready, I'm ready to talk some football, man. I'm, I'm right. happy. I'm always happy to see you guys. Well, wonderful to see you too, Jess. Let's let's just get into it, man. Let's go. I'm gonna throw it out there. I know Earl everybody Thomas, wants Earl to talk Thomas, about. Earl let's Thomas. go, Earl Thomas. Are we getting this man or not? Good idea or bad idea? What are we doing? The fans are going Earl crazy. Thomas, they want to know. Come cuss us out. Come cuss us out, Earl. We need you. <laughs> well, we know pay, we know where Nate stands. <laughs> what do you guys think? Sign him? Don't sign him? What are you thinking? I'm letting Jesse go first on that one. Well, I'm letting Kurt go first. (laughs) You guys that have have seen practice may know better, but the reports are sounding like Clinton Dix isn't playing very well, and Darian Thompson could be your uh, second starting safety. I don't know. Are you feeling good about that one? Um, You know, Thomas sounds like he's got a lot of baggage with him, so I don't know. It, It better be a sweet, sweet deal for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I got to see a few practices thanks to Nick Eatman and the guys, you know, and, and Derek, though, 
And uh, Shannon, you didn't have anything to do with that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think these coaches are liking Darian too. He 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 ran a lot Sunday with the with the with the first team. Uh, but I heard him. I heard Coach Nolan Holland some positives at Ha Ha Clinton Dick. So we'll see, man. The competition is thick at a few positions, and a few positions I found out the competition ain't even what we thought it would be, you know, so because they get they feel good about certain guys due to this pandemic and uh, especially on the young guys, uh, you know, they, they got 31 in there. Trayvon Diggs, he's working. Uh, but other than that, the other rookies, man, they just getting in where they fit in at. But yeah, and for, for me, it's it's a it's a complicated thing for me because you think we always remember what Earl Thomas was when he was with the Legion of Boom and Seattle, just how good of a player he was. I'm not saying that he's fallen off a lot, but he's fallen off some. It's, 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 it just happens with age and time that you lose some of that productivity, some of that ability to go out there and be just a supernatural athlete. And my biggest thing is when you're trying to create a new culture, when you brought in Freaky Mike and the crew, you're, you're trying to create this entirely new culture with guys who the coaching staff was kind of still unfamiliar with. They met them, you know, via online, but this is the first chance they got a chance to be with them hands on. And so when you're trying to create that culture and you're trying to have uh, those personalities come to the forefront, and we've seen this team in the past before that the, when it comes to leadership, they don't have the alpha dogs that Nate you had in the 90s, right? Because we saw guys come in who's been here for five or six days and all of a sudden they're leader of the team. And we know the guys that you played with, Nate, in other teams when they come in and said, Hold on, young fella, you know, hold on, my guy. We 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 appreciate you being here, but I I, I do the hooting and hollering around here. I I, I yeah. tell folks where to go. So now what you, what you have to always have in the back of your mind is if you let a guy like Earl Thomas come into this fold who seems to be one of those guys who is a dominant alpha male, what message is he sending? You got guys you're trying to get acclimated, guys you're trying to bring along, systems you're trying to input, <clears throat> things that you're trying to get figured out. And when you add an Earl Thomas to that mix, and from what the reports have been saying from what he was in Baltimore was, he just began to do his own thing. He kind of almost went rogue, showing up late for meetings, being contentious with his teammates, doing his own thing. If that's the kind of culture that you want to input into your, you know, that kind of attitude you want to input into your culture, then you, you could be setting yourself up for disaster. So it, it kind of comes to that point where does his talent outweigh all of the other things that comes, all the other baggage? And if the answer is closer to no than a resounding yes, then I stay away from a guy like that and I just go forward with the guys that I have because it's much easier to get those guys to kind of do what we need to get done. Maybe not as a maybe maybe not be more as athletic as Earl Thomas, but they're going to be where they're supposed to be, be there on time, have the right attitude, have the right culture uh, uh, viewpoint, and 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 you know, be assigned, aligned, and just do their job and not try to go off script like we've seen and heard that Earl Thomas was doing in Baltimore. Uh, and so th that's where I'm at with that. I I'm not, I'm not, a, I wasn't a huge fan of signing him when he left Seattle. I'm not a huge fan of signing him now. The thing with, with him is uh, just he's not. I watched him play a little bit last year because I, I, I like to follow guys who our fans seem to go overboard with. 
and I follow him. He's not that guy anymore. And when you start showing up late and not being the guy you was in Seattle, everybody everybody knows that you've fallen off a little bit physically. But they right. wanted that leadership that you brought in Seattle, that that promptness to and to, and to uh, attention to detail. You went off on this guy about him probably blowing an assignment or vice versa. We don't know the inside story on that. But you took it too far. So what you're telling the Ravens is your services are no longer needed because they have a culture of toughness, of doing the right thing, of playing great defense. Here with the Dallas Cowboys, what I felt we lost over time, Jesse, you may, you, you can bite into this, is we lost the voice in the room with the coaches. The coaches here are, are trying to establish themselves and who they are. They are the alpha males right now, and they will let, as this team go, they will find their own alpha males, guys that they can trust to step up and say and do the right thing, much like Jimmy did. When, we, when Jimmy got here, nobody was the alpha male. But as time went on, the Emmett Smiths, the Charles Haley's, the Tony Tolbert's, the, the Troy Aikman's, they stepped up and went into the leadership roles. And I think that's what they want. They, they, uh, when you have a bad report as a veteran player, especially one that's making a lot of money and not living up to that production of that money, no, you don't bring them here. And I'm, I'm always be excited about a player, but does he fit? I don't think not right now. Maybe, maybe coach can talk to him. Freaky Mike has a way of talking to guys and getting them settled <laughs> down. But you know what? I wouldn't trust Thomas at this time. I yeah. think you bring and up a who great do y'all think? Go ahead, Shannon. Well, you gonna you gonna expound on that, Kurt? Or are you just gonna say, "Hey, I think y'all bring up a great point." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to cut off our fearless hey, leader. I man. think y'all. Hey, I think y'all brought up some great points. Stop. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Go ahead, old no, Kurt. Don't my, let it bother you, Kurt. My point, I mean, my point is exactly your point, I guess. I hadn't thought about it in terms of the leadership aspect, but, I mean, they have some young guys they are trying to develop now as leaders. Jalen Smith, I mean, does he get affected by that? Demarcus Lawrence, does he get affected by that? I just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys in that I don't know if the talent there is worth it anymore to potentially disrupt what McCarthy's trying to build and what this defense is trying to build. I mean, Jalen had some quotes yesterday or over the weekend about, you know, the defense has something to prove, and he wants to be a leader in that. And, and according to reports in practice, he's doing exactly that. He's playing ball. So I would hate to, to disrupt any of where this team is headed, what this team is building, by bringing in a guy that, you know, he left Seattle under bad terms and, you know, apparently got in a fight with a teammate in Baltimore and, like Nate said, you know, late for practices and all that. I mean, I just. Well, not, appar- not, not, appar- not apparently. Not apparently. Not apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Not apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Wow. You just can't bring that into this. In this situation where, God, if, you know, Harbo and that, that already established regime there can't control or keep, you know, their him from affecting their locker room. I'm not sure how a new one can either, you know. Yeah, I think... I agree with you 100%. Yeah, to expand on that, I think one of the the weirdest feeling things on game day last year was when they brought in Michael Bennett. And and he stepped up towards the end of the year and became a vocal leader on the team when you kind of thought, okay, the vocal leaders are these guys. 
and he kind of stepped in and and you know would would break down the huddle and he was very vocal in the locker room and like like really vocal like you could hear him yelling outside the locker room sometimes and to me that was a really weird vibe because you had built this team and you had kind of got your guys in there and then another guy comes in that that was new to the team and was very you know outspoken and a very alpha alpha male type guy and to me it just you know i'm obviously not in the locker room but just being around the team it it was just a strange vibe and I wonder you know obviously this would be a little different because it's at the beginning of the season and not in the middle of the season but it's kind of the same premise you bring a very outspoken you know dominant guy in a locker room and it changes the whole dynamic when you you've built it with the guys that you want here so I'm from that standpoint I'm kind of like hey let's just let's see what you got you got this team you you, you built it in the offseason you got your guys in here now if the guy can play and plays lights out Obviously, that changes a lot if a guy can, you know, come in and he's the best at his position. Um, but I just, I'm kind of like you guys. I, why, why mess with it? Why mess with the chemistry when you have your established leaders in the locker room? If you're not bringing in LeBron, you don't need him. I'm being honest. I'm being okay. honest because you just don't need him. You know, it, and it probably, it probably wasn't a long discussion. You know, it probably wasn't a long discussion. We probably gave it more conversation than they did, you know, because yeah. Coach McCarthy made a statement, we're confident in our 80 guys. Is that not what he said? I mean, y'all read well, some, you know, some yeah. statements but, where he said he's confident with, that, with his 80 guys. With that said, though. Not to say that behind closed, not, not to say behind closed doors, y'all know, like, uh-oh, Nate, yeah. you got to eat your words. Uh, we got we got Thomas. <laughs> But well, I still with feel that the said, same though, way. are you guys worried? How was it when Clinton Dix? When you, when you guys were worried about the position, though, Clinton Dix had that, stuff, that you, you know? knew was a a vocal guy, and he was going to change the dynamic of the locker room. What were the conversations among players? Did did you guys even care? Were you just like whatever, or were there conversations of like, hey, you know this is going to change, or hey, you know this guy's going to challenge this guy, or, or things like that? How is it as players when you know that? A, guy, a new guy might be coming in. This is how it was for me because we I experienced that with Charles Haley. When you bring, see, Jimmy would bring guys in. Jimmy liked it to bring guys in and just let them hang out. He'll say, hey, Mike, come get this guy. I got him over here. He'll let him, if he's serious about he will let him hang out with us and watch how we work and how we do things, how this guy mash with the other guys. Uh, but Charles Haley, he was getting regardless of what we thought because all Jimmy wanted to know was did he love football and was he willing to work and rush the passer? And all those criteria was met. He brought Charles in, and the first time we got in a team setting, Charles just started giving out uh, advice, whether it was wanted or unwanted. He started scouting <laughs> everybody. I mean, he broke down the whole locker room. Every player that he thought was an integral part of this team he broke it down. He broke them down. He scouted them and cussed us all out as he did it. Now, today's locker rooms can't handle that. And I promise you, ain't but a few locker rooms can handle that type of guy. But we can handle that guy because we know who we were. And we know what we were about. And that's winning games. So that was a difference. Uh, Jesse, maybe you have a different experience than me. No, I think the same thing that you said, Nate, which... I think rings true through a lot of locker rooms and in the locker room that I was in or several locker rooms that I was in. Um, 
the biggest thing is the biggest thing is it's can you help us like yes. can you help us win football games if that's if that's a yes right then everything else we can adjust with but if you're if if that's the first thing that you want to see when a new guy comes in you go okay let's see who this guy is and then you start looking at his work ethic what is he doing in practice and meetings and, and can he help us win? Because what you don't want, you don't want the distractions to come in because you're already saying it's hard enough to do what we do and to get wins. And when we bring somebody else in who ain't really with us, who ain't been with us for a significant amount of time and you a distraction, well, then that's when you become a little bit of an outcast. But guys want to know, can this guy help us win? Because everyone understands that there's a fine window of opportunity that you have to play in this league to win football games and win at a high rate so if a guy can come in and doesn't uh, uh can play and doesn't kill our chemistry then they, he's welcomed in you know and you look at a guy like charles haley and charles may have come in and, and cussed everybody out but charles came in and Sack went it. to work <laughs> yeah, he went to work yeah you know what I'm saying? So he, he his his productivity was at a level where you say, you know what? He's maybe not the dude that we want to always be friends with, but I want him on my team on Sunday. And that's the kind of thing that you got to be able to to dif- differentiate when you're talking about guys in the locker room at different positions and so on and so forth. So, you know, and that and that's the thing is is that what a lot of times is 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 the is the talent worth the tolerance of whatever they bring. Kurt, you went to New England. When you went to New England, man, your talent was so great on the special teams that, hey, Belichick said we could put up with Jesse, right? You see, I ain't stay long. <laughs> Stop, boy. Stop. My talent wasn't good enough. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt wow. you brought up er- earlier uh, Jalen. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been having a good training camp so far. And, you know, we know the, the issues that Sean Lee's had with staying on the field. And then, you know, Leighton, we'll see what happens with, with his health issues. Jalen's been doing some great things off the field. His entrepreneur, uh, pro, entrepreneurship program that, that he started this year it was just really cool thing that he did. And he's doing a lot of stuff off the field. Is he ready to take that step and become a, a leader on this defense and step up and be – in the same conversation as a, a Tyrone Crawford and a, and a Demarcus Lawrence and those type guys, because you know if Sean Lee and, and Leighton have a hard time getting on the field, he's going to be a guy that these some of these younger guys look up to because he's been on the team for quite a few years now. Is he ready to take that step? And, and is he that guy? Is he ready? I, I think I think Nate's shaking his head. I'm not let, sure. Let me, let, let, let me say this, man. I, I, I've watched him, and. He is practicing lights out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do nothing for me. <laughs> Does a lot for me, okay? And who was beating Jalen's horn two years ago more than me? I go by what I see in games. Jalen can go back to that guy two years ago easily because he has the athletic skills and he has the will to do it. Now, Jalen has been looking good in practice. The three or four I've seen, he's looked good. Uh, Leighton has came up and has not been live, but he's came up and stuck his, his, his head and his shoulders and everything into the little bit they've done. Both of these guys combined can be something truly special, especially when they get pulled back in their full time. 
But right now, he's doing everything perfect. And the reason I'm shaking my head is not, not that I can't believe that he can't be a leader, but if under the direction of playing well through these coaches' scheme and they're going to put him in position to make plays. And if Jalen started back tackling the way we saw two years ago, then you'd be like, yeah, ain't nobody going to toot his horn bigger than me. But right now, no. Until I see it, no. Last year he got some criticism for kind of freelancing a little too much. Will the move to weak side help that because he can roam a little more? Coach, is Kurt, let me slow down. <laughs> the coaches would not tolerate it. I don't think the coaches would tolerate the freelancing unless you prove to them that you are instinctive enough to right. when you freelance, 70% of the time you win. Uh, the great, I can't pronounce the kid name. Y'all help me to get the safety for the Stillers. Oh, well, I Troy Palomalo. Yeah, and Earl Thomas. When they were in their prime at safeties, they would freelance a lot, and coaches would never say nothing because 75 to 80% of the time, they were spot on making plays. If Jalen exhibits that, then co our coach would be like, okay, what did you see? You explain. They're like, okay, cool, I understand. But what did you see? And you ain't made a tackle all game? And you're like, well, I saw this. What did the defense <laughs> say? What was your assignment? Jesse, speak on this, please. No, you're hitting it right on the head. That's the, that's the, that's the catalyst for Jalen Smith is I, we don't need the rah-rah. We, we got enough rah-rah guys. We don't need enough. We don't need all the words and the speeches and all that, the swiping, all that kind of stuff. For Jalen, his leadership comes with the productivity. Can you go out there and make plays at your position? That's all we care about. That's all your teammates are going to care about. And then once you do that, because, see, we, we, we get a chance to sit on these shows for an hour and talk right. this and that, X's and O's right. and all that kind of stuff. But Jalen is sitting in the meeting room with his teammates and they're watching the film with him and seeing him freelance and be wrong and be out of position and miss tackles. And they're like, damn, bro. I mean, cool. <laughs> you know, we, we, cool, we cool and all, but, I, you know, if no, your message falls on deaf ears when I'm sitting in the meeting room with you and I see your screw ups and then you come out and tell me, come on, we got to be great today. I'm looking at you like, damn, practice what you preach, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, you be yeah. great first before you tell me to be great. You go out here and, and, and line up and be where you're supposed to be and make the tackles cover guys. And then once you do that, man, you could tell me you could tell me the annexation of Puerto Rico and I'm gonna listen to you. You can tell me every you can read to me the back of a paint can and I'm going to listen to you but you can't you can't sit here and be the leader of me of another grown man you can't lead me when I'm sitting here watching you on film be trash and I'm not taking personal shots at Jalen I'm just giving you what it looks like when you're sitting in a meeting room and they get to see every single snap dissected over and over and over again whether that be in the defensive meeting room or when y'all go to the linebacker meeting room because offensively you know, we're in a team meeting, you know, we may we may watch every play, but then, you know, it gets broken down again in your offensive meeting and it gets broken down again in your position meeting. So it's going to be hard for my leader at the receiver group to tell me I need to do X, Y and Z with my routes when you ain't doing X, Y, Z in your routes. That message falls on deaf ears. So the leadership part for Jalen is, yes, showing up every day, being a leader on practice, being a leader in the meetings. But when we turn that film on, bro, when we turn that film on, baby boy, you got to be where you're supposed to be 54 every single time before you can start telling me where I need to be. You got to go ahead and get the speck out of your own eye before you worry about the log in mine.
And Jesse, where you need to be right now is heading into a commercial break. Kurt, sorry to cut you off, but as the leader of this podcast today, I am leading us into break so we can pay bills. Hold that thought, Kurt, because I know I I know, Kurt, you don't you don't have many thoughts on this show, so I'm sorry that I just cut you off from one. So hang on to that, and we'll get to it when we come back from this commercial break on Hang It With The Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Love that commercial, man. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com and check it out. Kurt, do you want to plug the magazine while we're here? Sure. We're middle of training camp. Season's, what, three weeks away? You need to find out more about your Cowboys. we got all the scouting reports. Go to dallascowboys.com star where you can get a print copy or a digital copy. Get yours today and get ready for the season. All Thanks, right, sir. you're welcome, sir. Do you want to you want to expand on your thought, or do you, do you remember? Well, I was? just had I had a question, and maybe we want to move on or not. But just from the first segment, two questions really. I mean, oh my one, God, we we yeah, let you expand on a thought, then you have one question. <laughs> now you got two questions. You hijacking the whole show. I'm just trying to set you guys up to talk more. That's all. Um, so one. I mean, we all this talk about Earl Thomas. The flip side is, are you worried about Clinton Dix? I mean, safety, again, seems like it could be an issue. And then along with that is, is 
Jalen, uh, well, let's, let's just start with that. I'll get to the other question later. Are you worried at all about safety? Not, not, not right now, I'm not. Not yet. Not yet. Nope. Not, not right now. Well, that's simple enough. I, I, I want to give these players with <laughs> I want to give these players with this this culture staff and this culture staff with these players an opportunity to show us something. Thank you. I agree 100 percent with you. Mm. All right. I guess it's uh, the disadvantage though is you're not going to see something until you're what two three weeks into the regular season. You don't have that preseason. <laughs> You're right about that. What, and what about Jalen? Don't let Shannon scare you. What about Jalen that you have to ask that? Well, my other, my other question about Jalen simply was, is he a – I mean, you, you've still got some question marks at linebacker with uh, Van Der Esch. You're not sure what his health is going to be. Sean Lee haven't even practiced yet. And after that, you know, you're not sure what you have. you got some, some good role players in like Thomas. But is Jalen a good enough talent that he can kind of carry that group? Or is that another troublesome spot? The talent of Jalen Smith, we've seen flashes of it, right? We saw what he was at Notre Dame pre-injury. We saw him get back post-injury. And you see these magnificent, magnificent flashes of a guy who can be sideline to sideline. He's built like someone put him together in the lab. And you just want more consistency. It's always, for me, with Jalen Smith, can you be consistent? Can that talent... Can that talent and productivity consistently meet and be on a high level, like Nate was saying about the safety play, can you be on a high level 75, 80, 90% of the time? Yes, you're going to make mistakes. This is, this, this, there's no perfect player that's ever played this game. But you can't make the critical mistakes in yes, critical sir. situations consistently. And we've seen that from Jalen too often that in, in moments where we need you to be correct, where we need you to make the tackle, where we need you to be in good coverage, you come up short. And then we see flashes of like, oh, man, if we can get that player right there, like the dude that just ran from one hash mark to the sideline and covered a receiver, can we get that? That's the biggest thing about Jalen. It's, it's the talent we've seen flashes. But in this league, especially being a starter, being a flash in the plan pipe player is not something that we can de- you can't depend on it. a coach can't depend on it a defense can't depend on it the teammates can't depend on it and that's the kind of player that keeps coaches up at night when saying man he's a hell of a talent but is he going to be where he's supposed to be and do what he's supposed to do every single time Th- that's, that's the that biggest thing make or, is he a guy that can make or break this defense yes no no Ooh, yes no. and the reason i'm saying no is i don't think they'll let him See, he don't have the same, and Jesse, you can correct me, but I don't think he has the same pull that he had last year. Well, I would have said, yes, he can hurt this team. When you miss three and four tackles a game, I don't think, I think, uh, I think they would take a shot with a young guy like Francis Bernard, number 44, Luke Gifford, uh, who's, who's, who's coming up banging pretty good at the, the last few practices I've seen. I think they'll be like, you know what? Come on, my, come on, guy. This is your going into your second year of starting. Come on, we, we expect better. So, but they're gonna have to give everybody three or four games, be it no training camp, uh, for its preseason games, no hard banging. They haven't had a scrimmage. They've done they do uh uh they they they, they bang a little bit, but they didn't they ain't nobody smash nobody. So I think they'll give him opportunity, but I don't think the rope is as long for any guy, you know, and, and maybe the money dictate that it does 
But I don't think these coaches want to go through that. So That's they, why I'm saying they, no. And the reason saying, I say yes. Go ahead, go ahead, Shannon. I was just gonna say, Nate, you're you're saying that the the leash is shorter here. That this coaching staff, if if he has a bad, you know, two or three games in a row, they wouldn't hesitate to bench him. Yeah, to do something because if you if you allow this, what message are you sending? Okay, hey man, you you're untouchable. Go ahead on, do your thing. <laughs> what what? And then you gonna ask another guy? <laughs> no, I don't think it's gonna work that way. That's why I'm saying no. That's what I'm saying. And the, no. and the reason why I say yes is because I think this coaching staff, when you look at what Nolan and McCarthy, what they've done in the offseason is seeing the flashes that we've all seen. And they're saying, man, we're going to put a lot on this guy to produce in his third year. And if he doesn't, then we are required now to do something about it. And now you have to put guys in who aren't used to being starters. That breaks your defense down. And for me, like Jalen, Jalen playing at Jalen's best consistently can make this defense one that is unstoppable. Jalen not being in there, and I'm having to put in one of the guy, Nate, the guy, the names that Nate just mentioned, guys who aren't used to playing 40, 50 snaps a game, guys who aren't used to going up against uh, a, a Russell Wilson, um, a a. a, a a Drew Brees, and they they haven't been able to hear those things happening. They're now having to learn on the run, which again hurts your defense because you're getting to a crucial moment. And because those players haven't been put in those positions before, those quarterbacks then abuse them, those running backs then abuse them, those tight ends then abuse them because they haven't been in it. So I think that's why it's a make or break with Jalen. That if he's good, if he's good, Jalen, and on point, Jalen, and consistent, Jalen, this defense can be one that's unstoppable. If you have to remove him from the field because he's just not that guy, and you have to bring in one of these guys who, and now maybe you go get a guy off the uh, off the street to bring him in a veteran guy. I know a guy like in Philadelphia, Nigel. Uh, he's an available linebacker guy. He's a guy who has skins on the wall. But if you have to go with one of these other backup guys to be your starter, that 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 makes your defense that puts a hole in your defense more than it does anything else. I agree, but but they but they gonna try to use Jalen in so many different ways. So if this cat don't be effective, I will be shocked. If they're going to try to give him so many opportunities and put him in so many positions to win, if he don't, man, wow, Jesse, I'm, wow, don't, don't even go there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there, man. You, 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 you're, you're telling the truth. Now, he's telling the truth, but I'm just saying they're going to give him every opportunity and put him yeah. in so many positions to win. They are. They are. Yeah. I just realized yesterday, and I don't know, because I guess because it's such a weird year and we're kind of in a holding pattern on a lot of things and we're trying to wait and see how things shake out and, you know, from a, you know, just a, I guess, an operational standpoint, you know, Kurt, are we going to be in the office next week? Are we going to get to do this and that? that? I didn't realize that the season's in three weeks, fellas. Like the season starts in three weeks. 20 then, days, baby. You start thinking, Lyell, Cam Irving, Sean Lee haven't practiced yet. Tyron Smith is out. Jordan Lewis might not practice this week. You know, doesn't sound like any really significant injuries, but a lot of time getting missed and the season's only three weeks away. Are you guys worried about prep times and having enough time on the field and the new coaching staff and everybody meshing together? Is that – is that something to be worried about, or is all that going to take care of itself and kind of 
come out in the wash when you start playing football here in a few weeks? You know, Dontario Poe is limited. Uh, Griffin is, uh, Everson Griffin is just getting back into to groove, and he's got a little teamwork the other, uh, the other day. Uh, I, they should, everybody should be okay. Everybody should be okay because after, after this week passed, then you start slightly start prepping for your, your first game it's, it's and getting everybody enough. ramped. Yes, as because a, as every, a player. Every, everybody's – as long as Tyron Smith got legs and can run, and long as uh, you know, <laughs> let's pray that Cam Irving, we don't need him anytime soon. Uh, Dontario Pope, we gonna need, and, and I saw him. He shot the ramp up. He went from a baby crawl to, you know, I said, man, put a poke chop sandwich out in front of him. He'll sprint. But uh, uh, I mean, they 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 are moving these guys. Uh, Brent Daniels. And, and, and Jim Meyer and these guys, they are doing the right things. They're just slowly ramping these guys up. It's, it's much like college. Our bodies kind of get older, and Jesse can talk about this, but it's just like college. You older than me. You yeah. tell us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying. I'm, I'm the youngest one in the group. My body no, good. No, no, no. Look, look, look how rusty. Look how rusty you look. Look like a young Bob Marley. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm just saying it's like college. It's been so long since I've been to college, y'all. You know, it's same for you, but these guys got to start cold turkey and get out there, so they got to have a scrimmage or two. They got to bang up a little bit this week, or maybe Sunday, and that'll be their last day, and all of a sudden now you you take off from there, bro. It's going to be 100 miles an hour. So they ramping these guys. That two-week window, as a player, that two-week window is enough to get ready. The thing about this is everybody has to do it. Ain't nobody got advantage. It's just certain teams that's dealing with the covert more than others that's being held out. There's some guys that are injured being held out. We don't know about these teams. We not we don't get these beeps on our phones and then on our desktops and computers the way we were last year. Hey man, remember Jess would say, "Hey fellas, guess what just happened?" You know, he would break in like, "Bro, oh, we just got a break. This team, this guy ain't practicing today." You know, we don't have that. We don't have an injury report that you give, Kurt. So. We don't know what is truly going on with the Rams, you know. Uh, so that's a. Hey. I'll, I'll say this to your point, Kurt: is is two weeks enough time to get ready for a football game? Yes. For a player. Yes. Okay. Is it enough to get a player ready to perform at his highest level in a football game? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Now, what you hope is, your, here's, here's your hope. Your hope is that I can take this time to get said player ready for the game. And then within that game, I have to be able to schematically do things to protect him, uh, to see what his strengths are right now, and then use those. And hopefully, whether it's offense or defense, that I've built up enough of a lead where now I can do things that doesn't put us in a very compromising position when you're talking about the fourth quarter. Because, yeah, everybody's hyped up, amped up, juiced up for the, you know, for the start of the game, and your emotions are on high. But then, then reality begins to hit, and that second half starts to happen, third quarter. Now your lungs are burning, and your legs are a little bit heavy, and now you start to feel the effects of not practicing all offseason. Um, and so that, that's, can a player be ready to play a game in two weeks? Yes. Can he be ready to be at his optimal top-tier 
self in two weeks, that's a no. no. And it's going to take a lot of finagling between schematics and uh, uh, scoring. And whether not on what side of the ball they're on. If we're up, we're up. I can do things in a more conservative way. But I don't want to get to the fourth quarter. Now I'm depending on my left tackle to hold up against, you know, Aaron, um, my left guard, whoever, to hold up against Aaron Donald. Wait that would be Connor Williams. That would be you know, Connor right? Williams. I, you know, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want my guys to have to be trying to go up against someone who's at their optimum prime, Ooh, and they're three. not. So three of your five offensive linemen may not be at their prime. That's, that's worrisome. Yeah, that's worrisome, especially <laughs> when you talk about going up against a guy like Aaron Donald and Brockers and other players on that Rams defense. I'm pointing at you, Kurt, on my screen. All right. you, you know what, man? Boy, you you'll bring a frat house down in the middle of a party. <laughs> doom and gloom, doom and gloom. No, yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. Yeah, you, you, bro, you've been around this game long enough. Give up. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. Help him out, Jesse. You always pacify Kurt, so help him out. <laughs> now, now I pacify Kurt. You bully Kurt, and I pacify him. That's right. Shannon's my man because he delivers wings. That's right. Don't forget it. That's about all I come through with. We have uh, some of that guacamole. We, I know we need to get on that. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, one of us was at practice yesterday. We'll find out who it was and what they saw, who impressed them, who didn't and what they're excited about when we come back for the final segment of Hanging With The Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And OtterBox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. 
Oh. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Shannon screamed something about exploding diarrhea and ran out of the room. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> hey we're waiting on him. You bad? It was, yeah, back. It wasn't that kind of. It wasn't was it the baby with the diarrhea or you? Uh, there's no way you washed your hands either. There's no oh, way. Don't you don't you don't chest. Don't go there's that no chest. There's I no didn't way wash, wash his hands, y'all. It wasn't for the 20 seconds, but it was a good. It was a solid seven and a half seconds. So yeah. There's no way he washed his hands, y'all. I did. Did you sing your bir- Did you sing Happy Birthday twice? Because if you didn't, it wasn't a lot amount of time. No, I I didn't I didn't get my twenty seconds in. It was about a solid okay. seven and a half. But I did wash them, Jesse. I did wash them because I I wouldn't couldn't live with myself if I came back in here with dirty hands. In <laughs> hey, touching his desk and everything. So, all right, we're wow. back. Hey, by the way, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Membership started only twenty bucks. Visit DallasCowboys.com. Slash United to join today. Kurt, were you at practice yes, yesterday? Sir. I was not. Jesse, were you at practice yesterday? I was not. I wasn't at practice either. So I'm still means... I'm still waiting on my uh, my practice pass. Who do I have to call? I, do I have to call Kurt, Jerry? Probably call so. Derek. Probably Jerry and call Nick Eatman. Derek because, and Nick Eatman, that's it. B- because Nate did, and Nate got to go to practice yesterday. Hey! How that's was right, it, man. Uh, it was it's nice, different. man. To get it's these, different, right? Yeah. To get to see these guys move around. Uh, they don't, they don't, they got a whole, Jasmine, you go see, you're going to be like, this ain't the same practice we've been seeing for 10 years. <laughs> a, a lot of the one on ones and two on twos are gone. Maybe it's the covert situation, but this, you get a lot of teamwork, a lot of three-on-threes, a lot of half lines, a lot of quarter lines. I mean, uh, they, they do a lot of situational stuff. I mean, it's way different. Way And the tempo, you know, maybe it's because of the new coach or whatever, but the tempo is up. Just a touch, just a notch. The tempo is up. People are moving faster and faster, you know. Uh, the in-between breaks where they have the uh, challenges and all of that, you know, the music uh, is almost non-existent. Uh, they want people knowing what to do and hear, hearing and executing. And so uh, practice is nice, man. Practice uh, practice is nice. Uh, there's some guys out there showing it, man. Uh, who stood Cedric out to Wilson you? Cedric Wilson showing who, who, it. Yeah, who were some guys Cedric that, Wilson. that you, you didn't expect that you saw? Cedric was one of them? Yes, sir. He's showing it. And believe it or not, the guy that uh, we've been critical of, Tristan Hill, is putting a little pressure uh, up the middle. He had a bad ball yesterday. Uh, yeah, and uh, Gallimore is is trying to do his thing. And I'm telling you, man, and I know they have a hit, but Tyrone Crawford is looking fluid in his work, individual work. Uh, and I'm talking about when the, when the, just the D-line is working together, working on Dom is hitting. He's looking nice. Uh Alden Smith is, is, is uh, he just, he, he, wow. I mean, I am, I saw him a couple times in the run situations, not in the pass situations. He's, he's heavy handed. You know, he, uh, he looks good. Uh, 6'4, 6'5, 280. He looks good. Uh, Dunterio Poe is working back in. Evan Griffin is working back in. We're not allowed to talk about all the formations, but, bro, they got some. Defensively, they got some things that are working. 
Jalen is running like a, like a bat out of you know what, bro. He's doing his hey, thing. He looks uh, good. He stood out to me. He looks really good in coverage. Like he looks yeah, really good yeah. in coverage. Yeah. And secondary wise, man, they look okay because the receivers are doing it. The quarterbacks are doing it. That the first team quarterback, I had to look at the second team quarterback. They all are doing it. They seem to seem to have the advantage as of right now. They they get a few picks here there. Uh, they break on the ball pretty good. Uh, but the offense is basically to me it, it's been winning. And so uh, our defensive backs look okay. It's gonna actually uh, take I think games for us to see how good they've been because Amari Cooper. You know, nice. Uh, that young kid, uh, the first-round pick. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, man, he is smooth. You know, when I heard people say, oh, man, he looked the part, he looked the role, he does. Gallup uh, had a, a drop or two in the practice. I was there, but he was all over the field making catches. Uh, Noah Brown is trying to make, it, make a bid for this thing. And so – uh, now, what I want to say is this right here. Your left guard is Connor Williams, and that's your left guard. Your center <laughs> is Luna, and that's your center. The other guys, they get to practice when those guys decide they don't want to practice. Other than that, I don't see no competition. And that's what I was trying to tell you all fair earlier. And, and the only one that's competition is 31 because he's, he's starting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tra uh, Diggs, Trayvon, he's starting. So that's your competition. C.D. Lamb is your third receiver. That that ain't no competition. But on, a, on but on our offensive line, they are being smart. And by saying we ain't, it ain't no competition. These guys ain't ready for the NFL, and not if the Rams are our first opponent. Because what Aaron Donald would do to them rookies. They will ruin them, and we won't have them very long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you, yeah. you've said before that that uh, the defensive line can only get better because they're facing such a great offensive line in practice all the time. Does no, that... I said it, I said it the opposite way. Ah, the offensive line is getting better because the defensive line. Is... At, yeah, they... at, at that particular time when they had McCoy, Poe, Smith, Lawrence. Yeah, I, I thought those younger guys on, on on the offensive line who were trying to get reps. That I said they would get better because of that. It, that's I assume that's got to work the same with the receivers, right? And the cornerbacks. I mean, our, aren't our cornerbacks? Or, yep. That's such a. Seems like you need a lot of confidence to play that position. I mean, I'm assuming they're not getting their confidence knocked down a peg or two here. They're actually getting better from from maybe getting burned. And let and let me say this right Proverbs here. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, baby. Iron sharp as iron. Yeah. That's how you got to do it, brother. This. You got to be cutting against some good stuff right there, man, to get yourself sharp. They, these guys are not making – the catches that these receivers are making are nice catches. It ain't – and they're contested catches. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that their mindset and their mental makeup is okay. Okay, yeah, this dude had to make a great play to get this, you know. And so they do make their fair share – amount of plays you know but it, you know as an offense you always say what do we remember 
Yeah, do we remember that bat down or do we remember that, oh, man, this dude just caught one between two players. So we always going to glorify the offense on that one catch. You can have 19 great bat downs, and all of a sudden that one catch for a first down on the one-yard line is the greatest thing in the world. So uh, hey, did it, everybody's did it. playing well. The offensive line, uh, they look nice. They've been practicing well. But, but uh ain't much you can do against Alden as a backup. Alden crushed the backup. Demarcus Lawrence crushed the backup. I mean, I'm like, what, what, what do we expect here? If, we, if they was handling these two guys, we'd be like, oh my God, our defense is in trouble. Hmm. Right. Did you did you notice it, that the backup quarterback is getting a lot more reps than in previous years? Did that kind of stand out to you? That's one thing that I kind of yeah was, seemed like the second. And they'll work in, yeah. And in the receiver would be in. You, they're going to throw the first team, third team, fourth team. They're going to throw the end receiver. So anybody can be in. Ben DiNucci got a lot of work, especially before practice. The kid pretty fast. He pretty fast. But I know well, that ain't what we worry about. But he can throw. He got a strong but that's, arm. That, that's, the, that's the history of Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has been known to develop quarterback so you know yes. i can't develop guys if they're standing back there holding the clipboard this is my time of development this is my time to see what guys know what they can do and how i can kind of get get them ready in the event that something happens to Dak. that that is the that is the history of who mike mccarthy is of getting and developing quarterbacks all across the board he uh and i'm telling you they'd be out there before practice the quarterbacks, offensive line, defense line, they were out there 30 minutes before everybody seemed like working, working their craft, working their craft. And they went through some simulations of two minutes. They was working, man. The quarterbacks were lining up at the receivers, and they, they and they calling it. So, you know, I see Dak telling the dude, move up, move up. I'm like, what the world? You know, he in the slot. You know what I'm saying? So, now I hope I ain't getting, getting in trouble by saying that. But anyway, uh, I'm telling you, Jesse, when you go out there, I know you's a Twitter freak. Don't do it. Don't tweet during the practice. No, nah, run y'all. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have my my privileges revoked. They got them all. <laughs> right. man. You know, because I almost, almost, yeah, I almost tweeted something. And Clarence Hill looked over and said, "Hey, man, what you tweeting?" I'm like, "I'm tweeting my wife, man." Oh, okay, yeah, keep that phone <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't. That's I how that go. I haven't seen enough of Danucci to to have an opinion on it, but he throws a good-looking ball, man. I don't know if it always goes yes, where he it's does. supposed to, but, I mean, he's got a – that ball looks good when it comes out, man. It's it's a good-looking tight spiral. So, I don't All know. of those guys, I, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, Shannon. All of those guys, man, Dak, uh, Clayton Thorson, uh, Danucci, all of – and the Dalton is throwing some nice balls. and, uh, and But, you know, ain't nobody coming. Ain't no pressure yeah. on you. Ain't no multiple <laughs> coverages. So <laughs> we'll see. It seems yeah. like that that fourth wide receiver spot. It, it looks like it's it's down to Cedric Wilson or Two Noah people. Brown. Yes, sir. I got sir. a question about Noah Brown. It seems like, and Jesse, you've been around the league a lot. Are does every team kind of? take on a project and have like a pet cat that they keep around it seems like noah brown is kind of that project that we haven't really seen a whole lot you know why do they keep him around it seems like rico gathers was that project it it seems like they they've always had a guy that 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 they 
you know, they keep around a little bit longer than the fans would like to see or like kind of a head scratcher. <laughs> what what right. causes a team – are the Cowboys unique in that or do all teams have that guy that they just don't want to give up on and keep them around? I think all teams have that. And what makes Dallas a situation, especially now, is it's a guy like Noah Brown who you like and you think may have talent and who can help you out at some point in time is – where do we play him? Like, you have so many other guys that you want to get the ball to is that you can't even find space for a Noah Brown. So the, the best thing that you try to do is you try to keep him on your roster, continue to develop him, because you're going to say, at some point in time, we're going to probably need a guy like this. And we, we know that he has the skill set to compete, not as a starter, but to get reps in a starting position. And in the event that we may lose somebody or trade somebody or something happens to somebody, now we have guys on our roster where the drop-off isn't such a large drop-off. It's just, you know, it's going to be a drop-off from Amari, but it ain't going to be a Niagara Falls drop-off. It might be a little bit of a boop, and we can still go out there and, and compete. But that's all across the board. And I mean, we look at a guy last year in Philadelphia and Greg Ward. Who was around, hanging around, you know, practice squad guy, and came in, and all of a sudden he was there. You know, there's always guys that they have on their practice squad, and you know, kind of tucked away on their roster, just trying to develop them, trying to groom them, trying to grow them, in the event that they need them, or when it's time for them to get out there and play, they're already in the system, they already know what to do. Now I can just insert them, and we can keep going forward. See, but I think Jesse. The difference is in these coaches, if they keep those guys, unlike in the past, we would keep a guy like that and we would never see production. Mm -hmm. But I've known McCarthy to keep quarterbacks and receivers, and all of a sudden you'd be like, whoa, where's this guy been? And you see yeah. their production. I'm, I, Devontae Adams in Green yeah. Bay. Thank you. That's, that, a, that's, that's a guy that's who – Devontae yeah. Adams was that guy. He was a guy they tucked away and developed and developed and developed. And all of a sudden, and now you're looking around, you're saying, well, damn, Devontae yeah, Adams is one of the top <laughs> ten receivers in the league. Where did he come from? Yeah. Well, he was a the guy they, kept, they kept tucked away, and yeah. he got his chance to go out there and shine. Thank you, Jesse. You're great. You're great, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Just, is trying it to, just trying to earn my $10, man. That's it. <laughs> is it? Is it too early? I know. I know. In training camp, if we were all out in California, we would, we would have a guy or two that we could say, "Hey, don't be surprised if this guy makes the roster." Kind of a, a dark horse candidate to make the roster. I know you guys are, are even though we're not able to get out to practice, y'all are still. You still have sources. Um, are so y'all hearing a dark horse anybody guy? that we may be surprised? That's what you're asking for. Yeah, we lost, we lost, we lost Shannon. So, that, that yeah, a dark horse guy, Nate. I mean, you you've been there more than anybody else. What do you, what do you think about about that? You know, once once we get on the linebackers, man, uh, I don't know how many they're keeping. You know, uh, but everybody's high on that Francis Bernard. I saw him make a few plays. He's a hustle type guy. He's built pretty good. Uh, and, and, and once again, uh, just watching these guys, man, a lot of guys look good, but uh, it's going to be what the scouts think. The scouts going to play a major role in trying to say, okay, this is what we see. How do you like this guy? Because they're going to be able to have they're going to have a list of guys that are going to be coming back fairly early as guys get the, the virus or get injured. This list is bigger. The practice squad is bigger. So 
It's just hard to say, man. You know what? They really don't want us speaking on bubble guys. Hmm. They say, yeah, they really don't want you speaking <laughs> on. But I'm, wow. I'm, but I am gonna say that Francis Bernard is a nice looking kid. He's got a lot of buzz so far. That's for sure. He's had some. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Darian, Darian Thompson. I ain't know where he saw it at the beginning of the year, but as Kurt said earlier, before we got on air, they liking this guy. Yeah, he's getting some starting reps. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, with Clinton discs struggling. So, well, boys, it's uh, it's noon. We've done our hour. I guess uh, Shannon has raise it up, Jess. Floating. Let's do it. I'm back, Kurt. I'm run. back. My phone uh, dropped out. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? Oh, you know what, Kurt? <laughs> I did not have diarrhea to begin with. I had to use. Oh. I had to. I had to go number one. But thank you for, thanks for. Uh, thinking that i had diarrhea but you know what kurt <laughs> why don't you why don't you bring bring it home today take us nah, take us you home go, you're a no. fearless leader you got all no let's give, give mama gross to bring it home one yeah. time man <laughs> come on we need to get mama gross back on the show so kurt take yeah. it home sign us off brother take us all take right. us home kurt hey shannon thanks for uh you know staying with us through all your troubles over there on the, on the, <laughs> star. i hope uh, i hope derek's office is still in one piece jesse thank you sir for bringing bringing the hot takes always appreciated nate always glad you snuck into the practice hope you can keep doing it yes sir grace baby grace all right we're gonna be back Thank you, Grace. fans, for listening Grace. in. Grace. 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 No, we appreciate no, it. We will no love, next week. No love for Chris Beam? No love for Beamer? Uh, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, Chris Beam. Sorry, you, Chris. Thanks Grace, Chris. Grace. <laughs> we appreciate it. We will be back next Monday, 11 a.m. We'll see you then on Hanging with the Boys. We're hanging with the Boys. See you, boys. <laughs> Hang it with them. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!